Hello and welcome to the Word Up podcast. Is it the Word Up podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> good, good stop, guys. Hello and welcome to Word Up Podcast. I'm Evie. And I'm Webster. And today we're talking to Sydney Lowell. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, Sydney. Hi. How do we pronounce your name? Is it Lowell? Lowell? Lowell. 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 Cool. Yeah. I thought yeah. that might have been. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I got the message. I got the message. Yeah. How did you get your first name? Sydney is quite cool. Um, I actually asked my parents quite some times. Um, I think they just thought it was a nice name. Um, it wasn't really inspired by a specific person. However, I think they already knew Sydney Poitier and they liked that right. name. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's a unisex name. So they were like, okay, we're good either way. And yeah, that's that's how I got my name. And it worked well with the last name. So. And yeah. it's a city also. Yeah, it is. We <laughs> <laughs> have multiple laws. Have you been to Sydney? No, I haven't. This is awkward. This is a cliche. This is a cliche. Like, <laughs> I should really go. That would be a thing. It has know? to be on your bucket list. Yeah, and then, you know, Sydney would be in Sydney. And yeah. that's like a... Boom. Yeah. Hashtag so you Sydney go down Sydney. low <laughs> in Sydney. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, actually, back in, like, primary school, you know how boys are. Like, they're still, like, goofing around. And they'd be like, you know where I want to go? To Sydney. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, we're gonna scratch that. It's not. Mm, mm, mm. It's like, yeah. well done, nice try. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, but you're a spoken word poet, also. Yes, I am. How do you introduce yourself? As a spoken word artist, woo. That's that's. Mm. Let me start broad because, yes. um, yes, I would identify as myself as a spoken word artist, um. But since I've always been a very creative person, um, that's just how I think of myself. I'm a, a creative spirit, and spoken word is something that occupies most of my creative time right now. Um, and for me, spoken word is uh, it's an outlet. It's, it's expression for me. It's a way to share with people and to kind of create a platform for myself to talk on topics that I find really relevant um, Activism-related uh, topics, things like self-love, uh, confidence, um, building each other up. That's that's yeah. I find that really important. And um, right now, that really expresses through my spoken word. Um, but I know that once I graduate, you know, you have more time to do other stuff, and that's you know, it's kind of just playing Monopoly, just expanding yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because you started, what, like a year or over a year ago? Yes. Which is super yes. exciting. Yeah, I started, I just told you, like exactly on the, the 26th of October, 2017, yeah. I did my first live performance. I had been writing, I have been writing for five years. Um, and then I think in January 17, I... Um, I uploaded my first piece on Instagram, I think, or something like that. Right. Because I figured, okay, I have to share right now, but I didn't really think of performing yet. And then later that year, that was the first time. Nice. Yeah. What's that transition like going from, you know, being quite inclusive mm. with your own self and then like, yeah. you know, writing stuff maybe in your bedroom and stuff and going on stage it was, facing yeah. people in real life? It was really natural, actually. Oh, cool. Um, 
it was because to me I felt like it was something I was supposed to do so um, it wasn't ever like I was holding myself back or that I was being shy those five years I just didn't see the importance I was just sharing things with myself you know and writing my thoughts down and and documenting my that's how basically how it started in high school I had a booklet with me uh, for when I was bored in class or when I just felt like doing something else <laughs> if I was finished already with my homework so um yeah I was kind of I found it ironic that we always document moments through visuals I really like photography but we never know what our mind was like at that point. So I wanted to make mental photographs, and that's how I started writing. So it was just words and whatever. And this is how it went on for a long time before it actually started to turn into sentences. And so this happened a lot um, over the years. And then I just started writing more for myself. So I, the, the, like the act of performance wasn't even, uh, wasn't even in my thought process. And then... Once, I think a friend of mine, she was the first person close to me that introduced me to poetry, um, asked me like, okay, do you want to get up stage? I was like, nah, I don't think I'm ready yet. You know, and it's, I knew it wasn't an excuse. Like I knew I wasn't ready, but I told her like the next time, literally the next time I will perform. And I kept my promise because the next time someone came up to me was the right time, the exact right timing. I said, okay, yes, let's go. And that's that's when I did it. So I, was, I wasn't even nervous at all. I, I was just excited, ready to go, you know. And I felt like it was great timing, so. Nice. Yeah. Would you say you're someone who has a lot to say? When we were speaking earlier, you said, like, you were really confident and you didn't want to get off stage, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. the opposite of what most people experience yeah. when they speak for the first time. Yeah, I definitely have a lot to say. People who know me, like, I can talk for hours. I can talk your head off. You know, I have a lot to say. And I think anyone has a lot to say. It's just, do you want to? Do you find it necessary? Are the things that you talk about relevant? Do you want them to be? And I think that, um, I think, yeah, it's one of my favorite, well, actually, it's my favorite rapper, Milo. Um, he says in one of his songs, I owe it to myself to speak free. And this is something that I apply to, to, to my art as well. It's just, um, yeah, there, there is a lot to say, you know? There is so much to say. And to be able to use your voice for self-expression, but also to, to motivate others or to have them think that's yeah i find really really um yeah it's amazing yeah and uh because you mentioned your favorite rapper is there something else that also inspire you yeah um basically the whole world uh, i'm i'm an enthusiast of the small things i mean i i enjoy grand gestures and a large trip and you know whatever it's all amazing but to me like looking at, a, at at grass or hearing children smile or you know those things make me happy or inspire me um so it can be really small things but usually um inspiration comes from myself i often write from my own thoughts and experiences or um my perspective um, but it also comes from what I see around me happening, you know, things I can relate to or things I know others who will listen to me can relate to. Um, 
So I think I think basically I can draw inspiration from anything as long as I can identify with it, right. which is a lot. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. Do yeah. you have like a pathway or like a goal that you're aiming since you just started essentially? Mm, no, for me, the the journey is the goal. Okay. The, yeah, for me, I just really enjoy journeying in general. Emotional, spiritual, you know, journeying to me is it's it's one of the most important things in my life and I'm I'm just a student of life so I love to learn right I don't really care if there's a because there will there is no perfection you know so I, I don't I don't really mind um what you know maybe like a fictional uh destination would be it's I just enjoy the journey and I think I will grow keep on growing and I'll, I'll see where it takes me but I definitely want to be at a point where I can uh, build for others, you know. Um, and it's 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 not just something I strive towards. I think this is something that will happen along the way. But that's that's definitely one of my goals: to give back to other people, to share with them, to build with them. Um, yeah, that's okay. I think maybe. You sound very positive, yeah. but I wonder, like, is there something that some art that comes out from your frustration? Does something mm. annoy you about the world or something that's yeah. around you? The world is so complex, you know, and um, I always say, like, there's an external world, but there's a whole internal world as well, like a yes. whole universe. And being an empath, like, I journey through that world every day. So um, when... I experience emotion, I experience it very deeply. So it's, if I'm happy, I'm really happy. And if I'm sad, I'm really sad. You know, I will bawl my eyes out and it will be like, you know, tsunami in my bedroom. But it's all good. Like, that's part of my journey and I learn really quickly because I face everything right away. I don't hide from my emotions. So I the, the things that I write about can also stem from frustration or sadness or... Um, maybe a, a feeling of we don't we don't actually have a word in english or dutch for this but it's a, a portuguese word they also use in, in cape verde and um uh, other countries it's sodad or sodage and it, it's a combination of longing uh an eternal longing or missing grief you know knowing that you won't probably get anything back but it's this yeah this really Um, yeah, uncomfortable feeling. So that that's that's also a large part of where my sad writing comes from. It's more archetypical, kind of like yeah. that sense of yeah, something that you can define. Yeah, but usually it's yes, I do write about dark moments, but usually it's to empower myself. Um, And it's kind of a therapy, isn't it? Yeah, it is <laughs> really because like I will have my jazz on, you know, or a beat tape and. Um, I know there's something on my heart that I need to get out and it's it's like your spirit is writing, you know. And yeah. For me, that's a moment where I'm releasing and for me, documenting that is really powerful because every time after that I'm performing it, I I get to live my resilience because I did that, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Maybe that's still kind of making it into a positive thing, but... Yeah, um, it's transformative, isn't it? Yeah, it's very transformative, yeah. definitely. 
Yeah. And do you write only in English or do you write also in That's other languages? That's a nice question. <laughs> <laughs> I used to only write in English uh, for a very long time. Actually, for all those five years, I think... Yeah, I think I've only started writing in other languages last year. Um, is mainly English, and English is also my favorite language to speak in uh, because I find it very good for expression's sake. Um, I don't express myself as well in Dutch. However, I have been starting to write Dutch um, last year, and I actually really liked it. It was it was good, you know, it was good. Um, and it was about this neighborhood, Balmer, so I had to, I mean, I had to rep my neighborhood in Dutch. I couldn't do that in English. Of course. And you you're know? born here, right? So. Yeah, exactly. So I had to. And um, yeah, so sometimes it, it does happen and I'm performing as well. Um, it's, yeah, on the 1st of February in the Stedelijk Museum, and it has to be a Dutch set. So I do try to take up on challenges where I do that more. And sometimes you'll hear a hint of Portuguese or, you know, French. If I learn new languages, you will hear it, but mainly English. Okay. Yeah. But you're, uh, so you're born in Amsterdam? Yes. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about your background? And, yeah. Uh... Yeah. I was born here, um, and uh, my mom is from Suriname. My dad is uh, from the Netherlands. And yeah, I was growing up here. I went to school here as well, uh, both primary, uh, secondary school, also university, which I'm now kind of graduating from almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically everything I do is here. I have, you know, had some trips to other cities for spoken word, for example, but like my whole creative um, creative journey has been in Amsterdam primarily. Um, and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of my home base, you know. It's, you're blooming where you're planted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, f I definitely feel that's that's a thing. And but at the same time, I can be home anywhere uh -huh. uh, if as, as long as I'm comfortable. But I'm very good at making myself comfortable. So if I feel, you know, if I feel good, I don't need much, you know. Right. But um, yeah, there's I feel there's a lot for me to do here. You know, people I know here, especially young people I know here, a uh, whole community that I want to inspire, that I want to work with and I, that I want to mobilize. There's so much to be done here. So I figured that I will have to actualize some things before I can hop to a different place. And, right. and, and yeah. Do you think there's a need in your community for people to actualize things like you yes. mentioned? Yes. Like what sort of things uh, would bother you in that way? Sorry, what? What sort of things would bother you that you feel like people need to act upon? Per mm. se? Well, for example, take activism. Uh, activism for me is a really huge thing, um, yet it comes in many different shapes and sizes, right? I mean. One can write, another one can become a politician, another one can become, I don't know, uh, uh, a graphic designer that will make pamphlets. There's, you can be an activist in many ways. However, I think that in our generation, we're so outspoken. However, we don't actually realize what we can do with our voice uh, because everything tends to be very um, individual. And this is something I think we should pride ourselves on as well. But, um, I mean, we don't need to go to reading clubs. I mean, we, we, I mean, it's nice to do, but we don't need to. We don't, we don't have to gather around to discuss things. No, we can just look on our phones or tablets or whatever, hop onto the internet and do research for ourselves. So it, it becomes very easy to do things on your own. 
when the larger things in life and society are only really built together. And so um, I feel like within activism, there's so much to be done and we are doing it, but we're not looking around enough. And I feel there's, there's like this relatively small group that actually is. And I feel that that group can inspire a lot of us um, because I see so many young people around with a very loud voice, uh, a really loud opinion, and they could really, you know, bring about some change, but it's not really happening enough yet, you know? And uh, I mean, take the Black Panthers. I mean, they were like, okay, well, I think that if I do something alone and, you know, it's just going to happen. No, it was all about building a community and a whole collective that said, okay, we're, we're going to be here together and we're doing this for, for the greater good. Um, and I think we forgot that this is good for things like, um, you know, talking about climate change and pollution, but also things like racism or ableism, queer phobia. It doesn't even, but like do something, you know, do something. Um, and that's, uh, I think in that region, there's a lot to be actualized. Yeah. But what do you think would be helpful for that? Like, what would be that extra step for people to help or to do that? I think identification is a, a large uh, part in that. Um, because once you identify with something or someone, it becomes easier to identify with their motives and what they're fighting for and to see that you can do it too. So I try to do that, for example, with my art. Um, and this is something I encourage a lot of people to do. Um, don't be afraid of getting political, whether that's in your art, whether that's in your everyday conversations, whether that's picking an essay topic on a university, you know, it's okay to get political. Um, and I think that's a really a huge part of it. You know, it's not always just chit chat. <laughs> How's the weather? You know, how are you doing? Oh my God, you know, your dress is so nice. Like talk about things that will actually get you uh, forward. Um, yeah, and, that's yeah. the thing about like modern societies. There's so many things that go unsaid. Mm. Um, I think there's been a couple of times uh, since I've been here where, you know, I've been talking to someone who looks uh, like me and sounds like me. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, you sort of whisper over your shoulder because you shouldn't be talking politics or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the, the, just the thought of, you know, oh, shit, I shouldn't say this thing out loud yeah. made me realize, oh, man, this is so bad. Like exactly. we've gotten to a place where you can't even talk about things openly even though you're not harming anyone or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but the mere thought of saying certain things yeah. uh, makes you feel like you know you're doing something wrong yeah. and i think that's where things like spoken word are really powerful because you can yeah. go on stage and for 5 10 20 minutes people have fixed attention on what you have to say and they're mm. actually listening and you can say the worst things or you could say really good things <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, true, <laughs> you, true. So you could say really good things so um yeah i think i think there's something to be said for communities to gather be in a place and listen to each other you know, mm. you know have long form uh communication whether it's poetry or spoken word yeah. or, or speech yeah definitely definitely so i'm really curious what do you have for us for today for your poem <laughs> yes Okay, so I have a poem, and it's called Joy. Um, I do want to give a little bit of background info. Sure. Um, I mean, this poem I wrote for one person, but it's one of those poems that echoes, um, because to me, it's about, it's, it's basically, it's, it's a poem to black men, young black men. 
joy. I mean, we're always said like, okay, no, you have to have a stark face, especially as men. You're not supposed to express yourself too loudly. You can't smile too much. You can't, no. All those things that really limit your being. And I find it very necessary to uplift my brothers and to have them see like, you need to do whatever the fuck you got to do. And if that's being happy, which everyone deserves, and expressing it, that's what, you, what you're going to do. Nice. Um, so yes, here it goes. On a bar stool seated, white wine quietly enjoying from afar, comfortable and ease. You can see full well from the bar, I know. But there's even more to feel than see, so dear man, be free. Dear man, be free. I'm not trying to have you in discomfort, not trying to have you be that which you're not. But kind soul, you're much, so be the whole lot. The joy is free, the joy wants and persists and it has come for you. So loud and overwhelming, light big, bright and strong, blinding, I know. But joy is here for you. Joy hums to you warm melodies of your favorite jazz and soul. See how joy, back and forth and back and forth, teasingly, will parade. Joy will ask you to come with, join the chance of Buena Vista Social Club and Donny Hathaway. Joy might be messy and uncontrollable. At times, it might feel like your body's too small a vessel to contain it. But you know how to release, have it burst out, embrace the infinity of life, transcend dimensions, and spread so far and wide, Break the rules of spatiality, and you'll smile. You'll smile. Because that's your spirit giving thanks to your vessel for allowing it joy's encounter. Dear man, your jaws and cheeks might even begin to ache, but best believe you'll be surprised by how much more smile they can take. So you'll keep on smiling anyway. So when you see my hand, Know that I'm not trying to have you study the map on my palm or for me to point my index finger at all your flaws and judge. No, not at all. Know that I'm not even trying to get a sip of that transparent poison called alcohol. When my hand reaches for yours, know that I come in the name of joy. And barstool seated, you might bruise your ego by trying to choose it but you'll soon feel the joy and realize its familiarity. Doubts and fears will shrink to be futile and you'll feel that you, dear man, deserve to be free. Wow. <laughs> you got baby claps right there. <laughs> oh, my little bit like, you know. <laughs> beautiful thank you for sharing thank you you're welcome very welcome yeah as you were reading i was visualizing you on stage because i've seen you quite a few times on the stage mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i have this very strange question maybe what's yeah. the weirdest thing that happened to you on the stage <sighs> that's actually a really good question to ask me because no nothing is ever weird to me <laughs> but uh what's the weirdest thing that happened to me on stage that's such a good question I I think I never think of things as weird, but or something that like outstanding or something outstanding, that jumps at you. Well, it's definitely it's a positive experience. It was def definitely having a, an outer body experience, baby. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was one of those poems that I wrote. Uh, 
coming from like a dark place, right. but writing it in a way that empowers me, having this strong buildup towards the end where it's like, okay, I'm manifesting regardless of what happened to me. But also I think because of what happened to me, I'm manifesting, I'm being myself and I, I'm overcoming. It was that type of poem. And I remember um, the first time I had done this poem, it's called, um, I penned this poem to you. I performed it the first time at actually my first event that I hosted myself with uh, my friend Jamairo. And the event was outside underneath a tree. And because it was dark um, and we were just freestyling, it was underneath a tree, I had to like sit down on my knees so that I could lay my booklet down on the ground and read, read with my, uh, my flashlight on. So I was literally like in the soil with my mm. knees and performing this poem. And I had uh, uh, the instrumental version of Bilal's uh, Soul Sister on, which is also the song that I, I wrote the poem to that same afternoon. And when I did that poem in front of those people, it was like, it was like all my ancestors were speaking with me. It wasn't, it wasn't even just about me doing poetry. This was about me manifesting in all my previous selves, you know? And that for me was a highlight because I, had, I hadn't felt that before that mm. point. Um, so that was the first time that I shared it. And then the next time I would share it was on a stage at Soul Food Poetry. Uh, oh no, I think, no, no, no. I think it was a, yeah, maybe it was a second or third time. But it was uh, kind of the same experience, right. but a little different because then I was on the stage and it was a totally different vibe, you know? Yeah. But it was more direct because I was on the stage. I was standing tall and, 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 and there was this live band. And it had just in that moment, the only thing I can use to describe such a moment is like giving birth. And this is something that I describe a lot, like in my art, it's it's giving birth. Right. You give birth to new ideas, you give birth to just, that's actualizing to me. I was on that stage and it was just like, like all my energy was gone after. <laughs> and I knew that this was gonna happen if I was uh, put on like early in the lineup because I wouldn't be able to socialize for half an hour. And I couldn't, <laughs> like, I couldn't stand still because you're becoming, like, you, you become a gateway as an artist. It's, it's a higher message that's trying yeah. to enter you into the real word, world, you know? And then I was like, you know, shaking and shivering because I couldn't sit still. Right. Because so, from one point I was, you know, I was on a stage getting everything out and then I just had to sit down very calmly and be like everyone else in the audience. <laughs> and that was so strange. But I think those two, maybe those was the third time where I also did that poem. I think, but definitely those two times were the weirdest moments mm. because it was, uh, those were spiritual highs for me. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Would you say you were out of your comfort zone in that moment? No. That made you feel that way? What? what how can you pinpoint that I that feeling if you could? Um, <laughs> I recently came to the conclusion that I probably don't have a comfort zone. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just really big and I haven't found its borders yet. Um, yeah, I don't really have a comfort zone. I can make myself comfortable really easily as long as I support what I do. Um, so that's not really an issue for me. 
And as soon as I see that I'm hesitant, so not uncomfortable, but just hesitant or I'm, you know, I haven't tried something yet, you know, maybe a new rhythm or, you know, or whatever it is, I'm not afraid to try it. So I'm, I won't end up uncomfortable anyway. But um, the feeling, how to identify that is really easy. It's just, in my belief, everyone is spiritual. There is no doubt about that. It's just, are you aware? Are you using it? And when you are aware, it's really easy to tap into or to identify when it's happening. So while I was performing, it wasn't, I'm, I didn't have to think about it. It's, it's you know, it, it just, it just happens. And um, it's so beautiful because you feel that it's uh, not just you talking. It's not just, oh, I'm just saying like empty words right now. And just for the sake of art, you know, art for art's sake. No, it's, it's, it's you really feel empowered. And um, I guess I feel that all the time, but with those specific examples that I named, it's an amplified, an amplified feeling. So it, it's, it's clear from the, from the get-go, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, do you have any advice for the artists who are in the place where you were before, like doubting mm -hmm. when is the right time or should you or should yeah. you not? Yeah, I think um, listen to yourself, develop a good sense of self and um, know how to listen to your gut feeling. And we say gut feeling, but gut is a physical, physical way of putting it. I mean, listen to your spirit is basically what it comes down to. Um, because I, I don't think I ever doubted myself. It was the opposite. I knew when, when the time arrived, I knew. Mm. And so I was ready. And I have people coming up to me quite often just before they're, they're going to perform or whatever and telling me they're so nervous, they don't know how to deal with it. Like, But the tone of their voice always surprises me mm. because they will come up to me and say, I'm so nervous. Like, oh shit, I don't. And I'm like, okay, so wait, repeat that. You're nervous. So what? <laughs> you know, it's it's how, how do you interpret your own emotions? And this is, I think, a key a key part of, of, of listening to yourself, listening to your spirit or your gut. When, when you are ready, when your spirit is ready, when your, your soul is ready, um, your mind might still be holding you back because that's your comfort zone talking. Right. You know, your mind might still be telling you that it's not a good idea or might be, you know, it's, it's, it's rationale trying to talk some sense into you. But art is not sensible. Expression is not sensible. It just is what it is. So when you develop a good sense of self and, and your gut feeling, you will soon be able to distinguish fear from incompetence mm -hmm. <laughs> and it will be like okay no i am ready it's just my, i need to drag my mind along and embrace that you know even if i wasn't nervous a lot of people are and that's like literally no big deal nerves are a sign that your body is aware that you're gonna be doing something that you're passionate about it's adrenaline it's good energy so use that to your advantage and don't be afraid that that's gonna hinder your performance right because no one will mind if you like just forget one word or whatever um so i think that's uh um yeah and another thing and it's a general message but it also applies to art um 
Yeah, as long as you act from a place of love and righteousness, anything you do will be valid. You know, don't doubt, don't doubt that. Um, and you'll see what comes from it, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I hope a lot of new artists are coming after I guess. <laughs> I'll be looking, I'll be looking for you. And credit me, you know, like, mm, I heard that from Sydney Lowell on the podcast from Word Up. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, no, but definitely, I always tell my friends and people just manifest. That's it, manifest. It's crazy how your mind can work against you as well. Yeah. I remember when I was in my early 20s and I was doing like my first degree and I was at university and basically you have this great big project that you need <laughs> to showcase at the end of the year yeah. and you spend a whole year working on it. And I put so much work into this project and I was, it was ready, it was finished, it was polished. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when it came to like actually, you know, sitting in the auditorium, big cinema screen and everything, I couldn't walk in mm. and I, I, I didn't go in and I made some excuse that, oh, I've got some things that I need to do. And so I kind of like stayed outside and the whole event happened and like my film came on, you know, you can hear it, I like got like a standing applause and it was amazing. And I thought, shit, why didn't I just go in? Like I robbed myself of that experience of being in that moment. To, yeah. Like maybe I might be criticized or maybe, um, it might be received very well but what i did in the end was that i, I got really scared and i took myself out of the situation yeah. and you know whatever happens either way whether it's positive or negative like both those experiences mm -hmm. are an experience that you need to have in that moment right yeah um so i think it's important for like artists and people in general to just like you know just look at your mind and don't be scared to fail and yeah. don't be scared of what's going to happen because at the end of the day you're going to know okay well this is what went wrong and That's this right. is how i could move on yeah. and, and welcome fear yeah, yeah like live with your arms wide open i mean if if you i mean you know when you're in danger you know when you're not supposed to do something you you know this especially when you're an adult you will know but it doesn't mean you have to live with your arms like to your to your body like it's okay to, to to live and what you just said is something that i find happening to a lot of people around mm. me because there is so much there's so much stimuli there's so much going on and especially in a city like here in Amsterdam, there's a lot and there's a lot of people. There's always going to be someone, you know, or there's, <laughs> you know, always something. But in the end, how much bad can really come from it? You know, and it's, 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 I mean, it's okay. At the same time, I do realize that just because someone wasn't scared doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be, you know? And I also realize that it's, it's easy for me to say, or it might come across as easy for others. Like, oh yeah, but you weren't even nervous the first time. So why are you even saying this? Like, I get that emotion. I do. But um, there is a reason why I wasn't nervous. But if you are, it's still fine. You know, it's just, what do you do? It's okay to say I'm scared, but what do you do? And that's that's I mean people say it all the time yeah. in in like getting out of your comfort zone that's when you grow and uh, if it takes you a bad situation or a bad experience maybe even realizing that you robbed yourself from a certain experience allow that to be a lesson you know not just it's not just uh, a negative memory it can be a lesson as well so you can do better next time and what is bad what is good in the end of the day exactly. right? exactly it's all relative perspective yeah. yo yeah, yeah exactly boom so we are approaching the end of our conversation oh i sound too breathy i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no i like it evelina come on no. 
But thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And for sharing your perspective mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and your poem. Yes. And your time. It was my passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell us where people can find you. How can oh. our listeners uh, get to know you, find you on social media, like where are you at? Yes. I am everywhere. You know, <laughs> I am in the all. But um, yeah, so again, my name is Sydney Lowell. You can find me at Sydney J. Lowell, both on Facebook as on Instagram. Um, I also have a platform with my friend Jermiro, partner in crime. It's called We the People. And you can find us at We the People Amsterdam, also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can find some of my poems on YouTube. Also, thanks to Evelina and Ennio <laughs> um, for Outspoken and, and, and um, Word Up, but also some other performances. Um, and there will be more things coming soon, but this is, this is mainly, I think, where you can find me. Super. Yes. We will add the links to... Perfect. No excuses. <laughs> no more excuses for everyone. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This has been Word Up Podcast. And as always, you can find us on www.wordappodcast.com, where you'll also find links to our email, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. See you next week. Doei! <laughs> <laughs>